If you got your Bible tonight, throw it up in the air. Wave it like you just don't care. Thank you guys for bringing your Bibles tonight. You guys are awesome. I want to encourage you guys every single week. I say this every week. I want to encourage you guys to take notes. Write some things down. There could be some stuff that God says you through, through his word or through the message tonight that could really just speak to your hearts, that could really challenge you. So I want to encourage you to take notes. As usual, all of our stuff, uh, our notes and our scriptures and all that kind of stuff will be on the screen. So um, make sure and follow along. In the book of Luke, we're talking about uh, chapter 7, verse 10. And uh, this is talking about Jesus. And it goes like this, starting in verse 1. Um, I think I said verse 1. I don't know. Luke 7, 1 through 10. That's what we're going to read. So we're talking about Jesus. And he said, it says this. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. And when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation. And he is the one who built our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. He was like, hey, I might as well. This is what I do. So he went with them. And when he was not far from the house, then centurion sent friends out to him saying, Lord, don't trouble yourself. I'm not even worthy to have you come under my roof, to come into my house. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you. But, but here's, you just say the word. You just say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too, I'm a man uh, set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to another one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And turning to the crowd that followed him, and he said, I tell you, not even in Israel, not even where my people are, not even where, where the people who know me best, not even in Israel, I found so much faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, and they found the servant well. Everybody say, well. Well, well let's get started. I love this story in, in Luke 7. This is a story about a, a Roman centurion and a man that has people under him. Like, he tells people what to do. Like, he's the boss and he's got people who work for him. Like, he's a very important guy. Like, he's somebody. And the Bible says that he's one of these key guys. He's a key guy. And, and he's uh, one of his best employees. He's, he's, he, he's on his deathbed. One of his best employees is about to pass away. And, and so this captain is thinking. <clears throat> he said, you know what? In my group of people, my, my crowd, the people who hang out with me, um, there's some, honestly, some people I could do without, do without. Um, but this guy, he's key. Like, he's important to me. He's, he's important to what we do here. He's key here. And so he decided this is what he's going to do. I'm going to get Jesus and see if he would be willing to come to the house and take care of the problem. So he sends a messenger. The messenger, he goes and he finds Jesus. And Jesus had just finished ministering somewhere else. And they say to him, Jesus, our guy, our guy, he's a really, really good guy. This guy at the place, he's a good guy. And, and he, he's sick. And, and man, he needs you. He needs you to come and, and heal him. And if you would, please, if you would just take some time to come and heal this guy. Like, he's done a lot for us. He's been a key part of what's happening. Like, if you could take some time out of your busy schedule, 
<clears throat> and come to this guy, like it would mean the world to us, Jesus. Jesus was like, absolutely. I got time for that. I got time for that. I, like I happen to specialize in this situation. Like this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. Is anyone glad that Jesus isn't too busy for you? This means yes. Yeah, I'm glad of that. Like, he's got time to help you in your situation. So Jesus, he's on his way to heal this man on his deathbed. And so he, he as he's going, um, when the word returns to the captain, it gets back to the captain, and, and he thinks, wow, this really worked. This really happened. Like, Jesus is actually going to show up here. This is awesome. Like, Jesus is coming to my house. This is great. But then he starts to feel bad about what he did with his friends late last night. And like he starts to feel bad about some things that he's looked at. He starts to feel bad about some things he said. He starts to be embarrassed. And he's like, oh, my gosh, Jesus, like the guy, the Messiah. He's coming to my house. I'm totally not worthy of this. But you know what? I, I get his power. Like I get his authority. I get who he is. And so he sends messengers back. And, and this time, he has them tell Jesus, Jesus, our master, he, he wants you to know. He wants you to know this. You don't have to come all the way to the house. You don't have to come all the way to the house. Like, in fact, the, our master, like, he's, he's pretty embarrassed. Of, uh, and if you, if you came all the way to the house, like, you know what? Um, our master... He, he understands authority. He knows what it's like to have people around him, people working with him, people working for him. He, he understands that. He understands authority. To, like, to one, he says, go. And he goes. And to the other one, he says, come on. And he comes on. And the master, he understands authority. He understands that you, Jesus, has the power. All you have to do is say the word. And our guy's going to be healed. Just say the word. You don't even have to be present for the healing to take place. <clears throat> Jesus, all you got to do is say the word. Just say the word. And I know that he'll be healed. And Jesus, he's like taken back by this. <clears throat> he's astounded by this man's faith. In fact, only two times in the whole gospels does Jesus affirm such faith. And Jesus, he pauses and he's like, guys, do, do you see what's happening here? Like he's telling his guys with him. He's like, do you see what's going on here? Do you see what's happening? Like, did you hear what they just said? I, I got to be honest. I've been at this for a long time, 33 years to be exact. I've been doing this and I've yet to see faith like this. I've yet to see such faith like this in all of Israel. This is amazing faith. And, and I believe with all my heart that you, you can't impress God with your money. You can't impress God with your status. It's not a, it's, you can't impress God with your morals or how good you are or your ethics or your behavior or your tithing or your Bible reading plan on you version. Like the only thing that makes God say, wow, about you is how much faith you have in him. The only thing that makes him be like, whoa, that's awesome, is how much faith that you have in him and, and how much belief and confidence you have in him, how much you trust him, how much you look to him. The only thing that pleases and, and impresses God is faith. And the Bible says this, 
<clears throat> Hebrews eleven six. it says, but without faith, it's what? Without faith, it's what? <clears throat> it's impossible to please him. In other words, what pleases God the most? That's faith. That's your big faith. I, I, I've been, I've been, me personally, I've been trying to live, live this myself. I, I've taken like this personal like thing to just, to, to do this personally in my life, to just have big faith in my life for a while. And, and I mentioned last week of, about how my, my prayers, I've been praying big faith prayers. When I get to pray for other people, I pray big faith prayers and I, I, I pray for healing. I pray that, that God is going to heal that person right there. And we talked about this last week and people are like, well, would you be embarrassed if he doesn't? Oh man, but I'd be shouting if he did. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be amazing to stand there and you praying for someone and all of a sudden they're like, I'm healed. And you're like, whoa, give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo, you know what I'm talking about? Like you get pumped up, excited. Like the whole whole place is just going crazy. <clears throat> I, wanna, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not, um, you should be. Um, write this down. Uh, like I said last week, if you take notes, you get into heaven, right? Yeah. Note takers get into heaven. So I, um, there's hope for some of you guys here, but that's totally not true. But I really want you to take notes. Um, I want you to write this down. Take a picture of it. It'll be on the screen. It goes like this. Uh, put it in your notes. It says, faith is what God, what honors God the most, and it's what God mostly honors. Faith is what God honors the most, and it's what God mostly honors. See, faith is the thing that honors God the most in, in, this, in this world, and, and it's, <clears throat> it's what God mostly honors. See, at, at, here at Emerge Youth Church, we want to be faith people. We want to be faith people. We want to be people of faith. We want to be those type of people that believe in God. We want to be the people who, who believe he's real. We want to believe that God is good. We want to believe that God is gracious, that God, he's not dead. He's an alive God. He's a kind God. Does anybody else believe in this God? All right, because that's my kind of people. That's my kind of people. That's what we're talking about tonight. And I don't know about you, if you have your favorite kind of people or not. Like, you know, the, the certain types of people that you and I love. Like, you, you see someone, you're like, I love that guy. I love that he is so cool. I lo- he's my dude. He's my, ma- he's my homeboy. Like, he's, well, I don't know. I love that guy. He's the best. Where's my Chick-fil-A people at? Man, that's my kind of people right there. Like, uh, once again, just because I like to hear it, I said this last week too. Where's my people who love church at? All right, that's my kind of people. And because I love that, and because they love that, man, that's my kind of people. That's my kind of people. And again, this My Kind of People series is about being the kind of people where God, he looks at you and he says, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm looking for. That right there. That that's the type of faith that I believe that that's the type of faith that I'm looking for. And the Bible says this. It says that the eyes of the Lord, they search to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those who whose hearts would be committed to him. God is looking to find faith on this earth. 
He's looking for that. In the Bible, it talks about a man named David. And, and God says this about David. He said he was a man after his own heart. God said, he said, I, I found a faith guy. I found a faith guy. I found my kind of people. That's my guy. That's my guy right there. I like him. And years later, like it would go on. And after God uh, said this about David, D- David, he, he would go on to commit adultery. He would go on to murder and, and do more things. Um, do you think God years later was disappointed in giving in himself? You think he was disappointed in himself for giving David that title? That's my kind of people. Do you think he was disappointed in himself? I, I, I found a man after my own heart. I don't think so at all. I don't think he was. I, I don't think that God is ever concerned with your perfection, but he's always after your process. You, God don't see you as you are. He sees you as you could be. That's the faith that he has in you. See, faith has everything to do not with you, but everything to do with God. All my confidence is my confidence. It's not in me. My confidence is not in me, but it's in him. It's in God. All of my trust is not in myself, but it's in Christ alone. Don't make your faith about yourself when faith is meant to be about him. It's all about him. Let's look at this in Psalm 114, verse 2. And this is the message translation. And, and watch how God, watch this, how he's looking for some faith people. It says this, God sticks his head out of heaven. And he looks around looking for someone who is not stupid. I, I love that. Because that's how I talk. Like, someone who is not stupid. He's one man, even. God expectant, just one God-ready woman. This is saying that God's looking for someone who's after his own heart. God is looking for someone who is God-expectant, someone who is God-ready. He's looking for some faith people on this earth to say, you know what, I believe in you. I I have trust in you. I have confidence in you. Is there anyone tonight who has just a little bit of faith here tonight? Is there anybody? Faith people are my kind of people. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for faith people. Let me tell you a few things about faith, and I want you to write this down. This is number one. This is the first thing you need to know this. Faith people are trusting. Faith people are trusting. At the core of faith is trust. At the very the very middle of faith is trust. You, you cannot have a relationship without there being trust. That's the foundation of any kind of relationship. You cannot have a relationship with God unless you trust God. You have to trust God. Do you you guys trust in the Lord? Do you trust in God's plan, his plan for your life? You've got to trust God with all of your heart. You've got to look at God and say, God, this may not make sense right now. And I'm not going to trust in myself. I'm going to trust in you. This whole situation that, that's going on in my life. God, I don't trust in this situation, but God, I trust in you. See, I, I played sports growing up. I may not look like it. I'm short. But to build team unity, our, our coach, he would bring us all together. And, and, um, and he would have us do the trust fall. 
You guys know what I'm talking about? You guys know what the trust fall is? Like you would stand up like on a little ledge and like the whole team would stand behind you on the ledge and they were like grab, I don't remember how it went, but they would grab arms and you would like fall, fall off of the ledge and hope and pray that your team would catch you. You know what I'm talking about? Like you're standing on the ledge and you're supposed to fall backwards and everyone's supposed to catch you. And you're like, I know these guys. I, I don't even know if I can trust these guys. Like um, my, my brother-in-law, Caleb and I, he, like he's my best friend. Um, hey, Max, come here. My brother-in-law and I, and I, like Caleb, we used to do this thing. We would stand next to someone. We were like, you know what, Max? I completely trust you. <laughs> Max, I trusted you. What is the deal? Max, I trust you. <laughs> Max, what is going on? I trusted you. What's up, Max? I trust you. And we would do so. You can sit down. Thank you. Like, you, you, we, we would stand there and we'd walk up to people we know or maybe even sometimes people we don't know and be like, I completely trust you. And just, like, fall into them. But at, at some point, at some point, you have to trust God with all that you have, with everything you have. I don't know about you, but I believe that God is trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Number two, faith people are agreeing. Faith people are trusting Faith people are agreeing. They agree with God. You cannot find faith people who disagree with God's thoughts and with God's ways. Have you ever been with a couple, a couple of people, <clears throat> and they get into an argument, and it gets, like, mad awkward? You know what I'm talking about? And, like, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I cannot believe they're talking to each other like this. Like, I'm right here. And like you're trying to hide in your phone and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I've checked everything that I can check. I've looked at Twitter and Instagram and I've even looked at Facebook, every Snapchat possible. Like, like I'm pretending that I'm texting right now. Like, I wish I could get out of this, but we're in the car together. Like, I'm trapped. You know what I'm talking about? And like, but here's the deal. Disagreement, disagreement, it's awkward and it's weird. And it's, and it's, it's awful. And, and agreeing is saying, you know what? God's thoughts, God's lifestyle. I agree with that. I agree with what God says, the way he says that life should be lived. That's the way things should go. I agree with him. I I agree with the 10 commandments. I agree with the Bible. I agree with what he says right here. And I, as I, as I agree, I line my life up and my lifestyle up with God. And who he calls me to be. And this is what God says. And this, was, is, he, this is what he wants to do. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm not going to disagree with it. We've got a lot of people who will say, you know, I trust God. But I don't agree with God by the way that we live. Oh, yeah, I totally trust God. But, yeah, he should really change his stance on this, you know. Because everybody loves everybody, you know. Like, you know, I, I totally, tr- you know what? If I trust God and I believe that everything he says is real and he's true, I got to take a stand for something. I'm not going to be just like everyone else. If this is what God says and this is what God wants to do, then I'm not going to disagree with it. We've got a lot of people who say that I trust God. But I, I, I don't agree with God by the way that I live my life. Watch this. I want you to see this. It's in Romans 1, 16. 
This is Paul, and he's talking about how, how he isn't embarrassed of God or the gospel or going to church. And he says these famous words right here. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God into salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. Check this out, verse 17. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It is written, the righteous shall live by what? Faith. I don't know about you, but I want to line my whole life up by the way that God wants me to live. My whole life, everything that I do. If God says this is the way morals should be done, I, I want to live morally sound. If God says this is the way relationships should be done, I want to have those kinds of relationships. <clears throat> I want my lifestyle and my thinking to agree with the word of God. Is anybody else? Can I get an amen? Faith people don't just trust God, but they agree with God. And the third thing is this. Faith people are listeners. They're not just a bunch of talkers. They're listeners too. And the best way to grow in your faith is by listening. You listen to God. You listen to God's word. You listen to God's thoughts. Be careful what you put into your ears. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful who you let speak into your life. I don't want to hear gossip or negativity. I, I have sensitive ears. I don't, and I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Like, I want to hear positive things. I want to hear good things. I want to hear what God says. I want to hear God's thoughts. I want to hear his promises and potential and his plans and his future. Um, my son, Jet, he's really awesome. He's two years old, and he's, he's the cutest kid in the world. He's a lot of fun. Like, he's got this amazing ability, even at two years old, to pick up songs, to pick up, like, the melody of songs, and, like, even to try to sing along with this. He, he's got this amazing ability, and to these tunes that he hears on the radio, to pick them up and sing them. And I started thinking, you know what? I don't want my son, my son like, he was singing Adele a while back. And I was like, well, no. Okay, okay, yeah. But no, but he, like, he was singing, he was singing Adele, like, hello from it. Like, he was singing that. And I was like, you know, I don't want my son to know just a bunch of radio hits. I, I want him to know some worship songs. I want him to know some songs about Jesus. And I want him to know what God says about him. I know, want him to know what God thinks about him. So I started singing. I told you guys about this last week. I started singing, Jesus loves me, L loves me. Uh, every morning to him, like as I'm driving him to the babysitter. I started singing that to him every morning on the way and on the road. Like we live like a mile from the babysitter. So like I go through the song like twice. But um, so I pull up and the other day and I go to drop him off and I'm getting him out of the car. And, and I want you to check this out. This is what he says. Hey, play it again. Play it again. It's so cute. Yeah, he's like, Jesus loves me. And I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my kind of people right there. And I was like, <clears throat> like the heart was like, you know, oh, man, I was so excited. And like, <clears throat> like these ears are sensitive and, and I don't want the world's message in his ears. I want God's thoughts in his ears. I want to encourage you to treat your ears the same way. 
You've got to say, I'm not going to let this person speak negativity over me or speak negativity into my life. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to let what they say affect me. I'm going to allow what God says about me and God's thoughts about me into my ears. And I'm going to listen to God's word. Check this out in, in Romans and, and how if you do this, how faith comes to you. It says this, faith, faith comes through hearing and by what? hearing the word of God. It says hearing in there twice. So it must be kind of important, right? It says you need to hear the word of God. That's how faith comes into your life. How does faith come into the world? Faith comes by listening to what the Bible says. Like, you know what? It would be tragic if you were a Christian and you were a believer, but you never read your Bible. That would be tragic. It's full of God's thoughts and it's full of God's promises for you, for every one of you guys. It's full. You would be astounded like you would be excited. You would have more faith if you would listen to God's word. If you would listen to what he says, begin to listen. Uh, we, We have an Emerge podcast. Like if you ever miss a message here on Wednesday night, you can go back all the way back to. um, Remember when we did the story series and all of our leaders preached? We have podcasts all the way back to that. The messages all the way back to that. Find us on iTunes. We have uh, um, we have a church podcast. Listen to Pastor Dennis. Find a preacher. Somebody put God's word into your life. Uh, Find some great worship music like Hillsong just put out a new album. Right. Anybody find that yet? It's awesome. You should like the new Jesus culture album. Yeah. Amen. Mm hmm. Bethel, like put what God says about you into your ears. <clears throat> when, when, the, when the enemy, he comes to you and he tries to speak lies to you. When some humans come to you and they try to speak rejection into your life, you can sit there and you can laugh in their face. Because you've already been listening to God. You already know what he says about you. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. You already know what he says. People say you're ugly. No. God says I'm beautiful. People say you're worthless. No. But God says that you're worth so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for you. You think you're never going to be somebody. Nope. God says, I've got a plan for you. When those people tell you bad things about you, when you're feeling down, when life is just terrible, you can look up and you can smile and you could say, no, no, I know what God says because I believe in this and I've got faith in who he says I am and what he says about me. When you're full of God's word, you can stand against those lies. You can stand against those accusations. You can stand against those things. You know what God says about you? Have you been listening to his word? Do you know what he knows? Do you know what he thinks about you? You need to know this. Man, it's awesome. Faith people are trusting. They agree. They're listeners. And number four, write this down. Faith people are responders. They respond to God. They respond to him. Have you ever guys, you guys ever text someone and they don't text you back? I'm kind of bad at that sometimes. But... Why is it that there are certain people that you know that if they don't text you back, it's totally fine, right? 
but that there are other people in your life, if they don't text you back like in 30 seconds, you are going to kill them, right? Like you blow up their, fl- their phone and you're like, are you for real right now? Are you, are you too good for me? Like you're, oh, you're going to ignore me. Oh, really? Like you, you think you're so cool now. Like who do you think you like? And you blow up their phone. Am I the only person who does that? Okay, you, you get okay, um, but here's the deal: faith people are responders. They're responders. Faith people don't just hear from God, but they respond to God. They put action to what they hear. They say, "You know what? If that's what God wants me to do, then I'm going to go do it." They're people of action. God's looking for people who will say, "You know what? I'm going to prove it with my actions. I'll forgive that person. Ooh, that's tough to do. I'll help that person." I'll tell that person about Jesus. I'll serve. I'll be involved. God's people are people of faith. They're people of action. What are the things in your life that you need to respond to? Don't be satisfied with knowing with what you should do. Step out and do what God's called you to do. Can we have our band go ahead and come up? We're going to close tonight. Here in a moment, as our band go ahead and make their way to the front. And you know what, um, tonight, could we have uh, our leaders who are here to go ahead and come up as well? <clears throat> Speaking of re- responding tonight, <clears throat> some of you here tonight, maybe the best way that you need to respond is, is by simply saying, you know what, I, I don't completely understand all this Jesus stuff. But I know that I need to accept him into my life. I don't completely understand. Maybe I don't just get all this stuff, but I know that my life is empty without him. I need to accept him into my life and and make him the Lord and the leader of my life. If that's you, you're in this room and you know tonight that you need to accept Jesus as your Lord. Here in a moment when when everyone comes up, because everyone's going to come up here in a moment. I want you to just grab one of our leaders and just simply... Just simply tell them, I want to accept Jesus tonight. That's the greatest thing that you could ever do. That's the greatest decision. That's the greatest step you could ever take. And finally this, number five. One more point and we're done. Number five, faith people are speaking. In other words, they do not get really quiet in times when they should get really loud. They speak in faith. Some of you guys in this room, you need to start speaking in faith. Speaking your future into existence. Stand in faith. Is If God's calling you to do it, then it can happen. Speak it in the name of Jesus. I believe that one day this room is going to be so packed that we're going to have to take over the adult, the, the, the main auditorium. I believe that soon students will accept Christ on a weekly basis in this room. I'm speaking by faith. I believe that we are going to raise up world changers in this room, leaders in this room, people of God in this room. I believe that we will see miraculous healings take place in this room. I'm speaking by faith tonight, but I don't see it yet. But I'm speaking those things that don't exist as though they do. That's faith. That's faith. I'm believing God for some big things. I've been telling you guys, I've been praying some big prayers. And I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm waiting 
for God to move. What are the words that have been coming out of your mouth? What are the things that you've been saying? Have you been speaking negativity? Have you been critical? Have you been speaking hatred? You need to speak life. I know God's got a plan. I know that this this isn't for me. I know I know that I'm worth something. I know my future is bright. I know that God has called me. I know that I'm anointed. I don't see it yet, but I'm speaking those things as though they don't that don't exist as though they do. That's what faith people do. You have to open up your mouth and you have to speak the word of God. I know I'm healed. I know that I'm forgiven. I know that I'm anointed. I know that I'm called. I know that I'm worth it. Do we have any faith people here tonight? I want everybody to stand. We need faith people here tonight where God looks at you and he says, that's my kind of people. That's what I've been waiting for. That's what I've been looking for. That's my kind of people right there. The people who are going to stand up and say, you know what? I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to just, I'm not going to accept things just the way that they are. I'm stepping forward with faith and with expectation. I want to encourage you guys tonight. Let's be people of faith. Let's be people who believe, who actually believe in these promises that he's given us right here. Let's believe in this word that he's spoken to us right here. Let's take these things to heart and actually believe it. Does God say you're healed? Yeah, you can be healed. Does God say you're saved? Yeah, you can be saved. Does God say you're totally worth it and you're awesome and you're beautiful and you can do great and miraculous, wonderful, mighty things? That's what he's telling us. He says, you're worth it. When you have faith, when you believe, God's saying, that's my kind of people. That's who I want on my team. That's who I want around me. That's what I want my people to be like.